What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony, and you're listening to the Culture Jacked Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. Today, we are talking about the E3 show as a whole. We're going to give you guys the top three best and worst showcases. We're also going to be talking about the top five games that the creators already have our money. We're just waiting for the games to come out. And then we're also going to be touching on some of the games that didn't make it to E3 this year and so much more. This is a podcast with both Dustin and I. Uh, We did record this remotely, so uh, we'll see how this goes. And I'll let Dustin kick it off. My third favorite showcase for this whole thing had to be the Tribeca Spotlights or the Tribeca Highlights Showcase. And I think for me, that one was my favorite just because of the the breadth and the depth and the width and the I, I'm having a hard time thinking of whatever th word, uh, but it, it just was so extensive and it was so exhaustive. The list of games, the showcase of games, and it was very snappy. Boom, boom, boom. Game, game, trailer, trailer, gameplay, gameplay. It was I, I think a really fresh where other showcases stumbled. This one succeeded in showing us the games and trailers to get us excited for the games that are coming out through the end of this year and next year. All right. So my number three on the list is going to be Eureka Studios. And here's why. While I'll give my opinion of the whole showcase at the end of the show, the or the whole event at the end of the show, I should say. Uh, Eureka Studios just came in, did their deal. They showed some games. They talked through it, uh, a couple of pieces, and that was it. It was very short. I think it was like 15 minutes, 10 minutes, very short, very fast, uh, and just did the work. The games, some of the games looked cool. I mentioned this in one of the other uh, episodes about uh, Loop Mancer, but they ended up bringing out what loop mancer sws metal mind the swordsman x uh moshima reshaping mars the immortal mayor and tales of the wild and very short precise right to the point was their games the the best games no but i thought the showcase was enough to show you what they're working on they talked about some of the stuff and then just kept going i like it short sweet to the point And that is my number three showcase. My second top showcase was the Nintendo showcase. Now, Nintendo, the reason why I like Nintendo so much is because it was, there's just, there's so many games. They're granted mostly just exclusively Nintendo games, though some of the games like the great Ace Attorney are are coming out on, uh, PlayStation and coming out on PC as well. Nintendo is in such a unique position with their games. And I mean, Breath of the Wild too. Come on. They showed more about that. And I'm all about that game. Again, I can't wait for you to play that one, Anthony. So, so get with it, get playing. Uh, but Nintendo, they innovate. Well, at the same time, they are not beholden to, a high graphical fidelity. Their games just looked fun. Like 
I got such a case of the nostalgias looking back at those Mario Party games, looking back at the the five new boards that they're going to add from the Nintendo 64 Mario Party sets. And I talked about it in the other episode. Like I got blisters on my hand, on my palm playing those games. And so Nintendo was my number two. So coming in at number two would be Nintendo. Uh, For me, it's Nintendo uh, just through and through good showcase. They've got a lot of cool games coming. They held it together well. And again, that's that's what I what I want to see when I'm watching the showcases is a nice presentation. But I also want to see the games. Do I want to hear some devs? Yeah, to a point. Um, But I want to see a lot of cool games. And for me, Nintendo took second easily. And I'm excited to see and uh, play some of the new Nintendo games as they come out as well. So Nintendo's my number two. And my number one showcase for the best showcase of E3 2021. And I just got a feeling that this is going to find some consensus among the Culture Jack crew. Who knows what Archimedes thinks, but you know what? Fuck that guy. We don't give a shit. Dustin and (laughs) Dustin, that's myself, Anthony and myself. Uh, will agree that it's probably Xbox and Bethesda. I, like I said, I'm going into this site unseen. When this gets published, will be the first time I'm hearing what his favorite showcase is as well. But I'm going with Xbox and Bethesda. One, it was super cool to see Bethesda on the same stage in the same showcase as Microsoft. Two, we finally got looks at big games like Starfield. Outer Worlds 2, we didn't get so much a look a look out for or a look at, uh, but we did get confirmation that that one is coming. And number three, the new IP, Redfall. Uh, so many games, so many offerings. As a consumer of this kind of media, of video games, Xbox, Bethesda, Microsoft and Bethesda gave us the most bang for our buck. Not only did they show us all of the games that we're going to be getting, they showed us all of the games that are going to be moved over to Game Pass, which is going to give us a huge library of games. So for me, best showcase of E3 2021 was the Microsoft Bethesda showcase. Coming in as my number one top showcase, the best of the best, you know the answer already. It's going to be Microsoft and Bethesda. Hands down, um, I did the episode just on Microsoft and Bethesda, the the showcase itself. I've watched it several times at this point. They delivered a ton of games. They did not talk your ear to death per game. They did not over-dev talk you. They did not give you too much sideways noise it was just game after game shit it was almost overwhelming with by how many games uh they were dropping um they let you know it was on game pass or not they let you know dates for most of the games they let you know everything and uh there was 30 games so awesome bethesda had some cool stuff showing and then so of course did microsoft and some of the other microsoft studios so that took the cake to me. And I also like that, that literally they launched right into it and you were off to the races with new content. 
I uh, feel like that is how it should go. Now they should have some dev talk uh, maybe outside of it or on the end or what have you. I don't know. I think each uh, producer needs to, needs to gauge that. And I also believe, and I'm a strong believer in this um, and I'll touch on this here when I get to the uh, top three worst, but if they're going to have someone host it, like they got to have someone host that is the right guy or girl uh, to talk through this stuff, to kind of keep it going, maybe a little bit of humor if that's, if that's in the cards, but if anything, it just needs to be clean and clear so you can get in um, and, and be shown what's going on. You know, if you've got a couple of speakers, great, but it still needs to be kind of clean, quick to the point and keep it moving. So Microsoft Bethesda, number one showcase, 2021 E3. Let's jump over to the top three worst showcases starting with number three. The third worst showcase was, in my opinion, opinion, Bandai Namco. That's of the ones that I saw. There could have been worse showcases, but Bandai Namco, not saying that the game that they showcased was bad. I'm not saying that the the quality that we get from that studio, I'm not saying the presentation, the length of the showcase was bad. The reason you are my third worst showcase, Bandai Namco, is because you showcased one game. You showed us House of Ashes, and that was it. I <laughs> like out of all of the other games, I don't I don't know. It was just bad. For me, number three top worst showcase was Gearbox. Um I expected more. I, I I don't know. I mean, like they, I think they got some cool stuff going on. I just, it, it just didn't stick out to me. Was it the worst worst? No, we're going to get to that in a minute. I just expected more. I feel like they had the material to, to really deliver. It just fell apart in my opinion. Bad. My second worst showcase was Square Enix. And the reason it was Square Enix is not because I don't love Final Fantasy, not because the games didn't look good that they showed. Again, it was not enough. It was not deserving of a showcase, especially when your big highlight, when your big headliner for the showcase, Guardians of the Galaxy, was already shown in other showcases. I, It just, you put your stuff somewhere else. And then finally, my worst showcase of E3 2021 without a doubt was Gearbox. I and I, I I'm sorry I paused there cuz I just want to change my answer for best showcase. There I I put Xbox and then at, at the top Nintendo in the second place and then Tribeca in the third. I want to bump Tribeca out. Can I do that? <laughs> Is it too late? I just got to thinking of it Devolver Devolver Digital was just because of the production value, the story that it to- told, the way that it kept me entertained from start to last. That was the uh, that was the third top showcase for me. Back onto the worst showcase. I'm ruining this for Anthony. When he does his, he's going to be all out of sorts and he's going to do his just fine. These are my top three. These are my bottom three. So on and so forth. Bada 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 bada. Thank you very much. Uh, moving to number two, I did a episode on this 
and that was Razor. Um, Razor again had good stuff. The presentation was horrible. After watching the video or watching the showcase and then doing the podcast, and then I even rewatched some of it because I thought, mate, was I being too harsh on the showcase? No, it like had they had someone else as a presenter and maybe they brought in the CEO to like do a talking point, maybe one that would have been fine. And then let the guys over at uh, AMD and let the guys over at NVIDIA do their talking points. But again, seamlessly kind of build this thing out. They had the stuff to do it. They had great gear that they were presenting. Horrible presentation. Horrible. So that's my number two worst showcase. My absolute worst showcase is Gearbox. I think I said that already. But the reason why I choose Gearbox is that, yeah, they only showed off three games. And I know I've, I've said and I've, I've continued to say that that is a problem for me and these showcases. But the reason that I'm saying Gearbox is because it was the most obvious CEO, brainchild, producer, creator, founder, whatever, coming in and going, oh, we have a showcase. Give me the microphone. I'll go to the studio where we're recording this movie. We're not going to show anything about the movie. We're not going to talk too much about the details of the movie. And we're not going to show many games and we're not going to not going to spend too much time on games. And you're going to spend an hour here letting me live out my fantasy of meeting some movie stars and some Hollywood directors because I'm the boss and I didn't care for it. Gearbox, get your shit together. Yeah, the VHS uh, tape with the, hey, welcome to Gearbox Training Studios. Yeah, at this university, you're going to learn things. Yeah, that was cute. It was adorable, in my opinion. A <laughs> kind of cheap knockoff of what Devolver Studios does, which is why they are my, my third in my top three <laughs> showcases. But my worst for E3 2021 was the Gearbox Showcase. All right, we're down to the number one worst showcase, according to me. And this is easy. I I watched this thing twice, and I tried like hell to like it, and I can't. I, I can't. I think the show was garbage. Uh, the presentation was. The games were, were okay at best, and it just went on. I felt like it went on forever. And I'm talking about the PC gaming showcase they had like this uh, space theme going on. The jokes weren't landing, in my opinion. Uh, the The games looked okay. There was just too too much of the air quote show. Not enough games, and definitely not enough big IPs in it. For whatever reason, and I, I don't even understand that on why they did it that way, but they did, and that's that's my opinion. PC gaming showcase the top. Number one worst showcase of this E3 2021. That's my side. All right, guys. So now we're going to be talking about our top five favorite games that we saw here on the E3 2021 showcase. Let's dive into them. We're going to start this one off with number five on the list. So my fifth most favorite game that I've got to get on there is definitely Halo. (laughs) 
they finally show some Halo Infinite footage, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's my fifth most anticipated game. So again, I'm gonna go from my not least excited, but my fifth most excited up to my number one, which thankfully none of you know about. But my my fifth most anticipated game out of this showcase is going to be uh, Halo. Uh, so that's number five. I've been waiting for this game for a long time. Like Anthony said, like I've said, we have enjoyed, we've grown up on this game. We have enjoyed so many fun moments in its multiplayer. And the fact that its multiplayer is a, a free to play, the fact that it is coming out this year gets me really stoked, gets me really pumped for that Halo game. So coming in at number five for me, is Flight Simulator, Microsoft's Flight Simulator. I think this thing looks fucking epic. And I am super stoked to see that it's coming over to Xbox. And uh, I will be playing it. In fact, I already pre, pre-downloaded it on the system. I like the graphics. I like the, the simulation part. I might even look at getting a, uh, a flight wheel and, and the uh, thrusters and all that shit, whatever it's called, the... the, the uh, controls for it as well but yeah flight simulator is my number five choice coming in with the e3 2021 top game my number four most anticipated game out of these showcases is super mario golf i know i didn't (laughs) i didn't think it could be done either um nintendo has this way of making games that are They are just, well, they may not be that deep. They're not going to be like a Fallout game or a Skyrim game where you get to trudge through old books and look at the lore of the land seen through different people's eyes. You can play golf and you can hit your golf ball while at the same time sabotaging your opponent and running down the green after your golf ball. This is in the same vein of... Uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Super Mario Strikers for the GameCube, uh, Super Mario Tennis, Super Mario Kart, like all of these games, they just, I don't know, they're, they're so much fun. The Mario Parties and the Smash Brothers and all of them are, yeah, they may not be that deep, but they they just bring out such a childlike sense of wonder and joy for me. And so... Coming in at number four for favorite games or most anticipated games for me, it's going to be Redfall. I I like this game. I it's I, I like the characters. I like the the goofy looking vampires. Is this the coolest game? Probably not. Um, but it's it's got my attention. And uh, yeah, I want to see more. I want to see what else is to come with Redfall. I want you know I don't mind doing some vampire hunting and. And uh, having some cool weapons, it seems like there's some cool powers and abilities with the characters. I'm assuming that you get to choose which character, and uh, I'm assuming you get to choose guns and stuff. I don't know uh, because of the cinematic trailer and uh, whatnot, but Redfall is my number four pick for the most anticipated or favorite games shown. We've got Halo Infinite. We've got Super Mario Golf. And coming in at that number three spot, we've got uh, what was it called? The uh, it's one of my favorite games of the of the conference, but I forgot it. No, it's the Grace, the Grace, the Great Ace Attorney, 
Uh, I don't know why this game has me so hyped up, man. I talked about it in uh, my Nintendo recap. I talked about it in the Capcom Bandai. How did how did Capcom and Bandai Namco? I start talking about this great Ace Attorney. Well, I think I was talking about Anthony's podcast, and then that then that happened. Yeah, it just looks really interesting to me. It doesn't look like a a typical kind of game that I'd play, but for whatever reason, it has my curiosities at their max volume. All right, now we're going to dive into number three favorite games. It's pretty, this one was difficult because I, I, I want to put this higher and I should have, but uh, I am, uh, I, I just threw some games on a list and was like, this looks cool. Uh, this looks cool. What do I want to play? And uh, this game, I probably should have moved to the number two spot, but it's in my number three spot for uh, the most anticipated game or favorite games of E3 2021. And that is Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. This game, I watched a couple of the pretty much the same video, different provider on the uh, trailers on this. And golly, those guys, man, Zelda looks absolutely incredible. I love the animation in this. Um, This is what Nintendo does best, in my opinion. Zelda's an IP, like Mario's an IP, that is just going to live on forever and fill your house with tons of fun times and incredible graphics. And I like how they do the business. That's the reason Nintendo was number two on the showcase. I love what they're doing. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be an amazing game. I will. This is one of the ones I will purchase uh, once it comes out and I will be playing it on the Switch. So I'm super stoked uh, to see more of this game. And uh, yeah, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number three on my list. All right. So Halo Infinite, Super Mario Golf. Then we've got uh, Great Ace Attorney coming in at number two spot is Atomic Heart. So that was in the Xbox or the Microsoft and Bethesda showcase. I didn't know anything about this game. I, and, and realistically, I still don't. I just saw that cinematic trailer, uh, which, yeah, it was cinematic, but it was so smooth, man. There was, uh, it looked like that is what the game is going to look like when you are in that first person mode and you're doing your shooting. Like, it's just a very, very clean game. And I know, I think it may be a timed exclusive at the very least. I do know that it is coming out on Game Pass. And that's another thing. Like, most uh, anticipated games aside, and I know I'm taking up more time than I need to in this episode, but Xbox Game Pass, like, I have it, but it has re-cemented the idea in my mind of what an incredible value that service is. Not only did they get the rest of the Fallout games on there, they got the rest of the Doom games on there. All of these old Arcane Studios games are coming, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, and the like. And if this Atomic Heart game comes out, like, you have to you have to buy only, only two new games to get the same amount of value that you are getting with Xbox Game Pass. So just consider, if Microsoft releases three new AAA games a year, Game Pass has paid for itself. 
if you were intending on getting, uh, you know, all three of those AAA games. But they're going to release more than that, not to mention the hundreds of indie games and smaller games and game developers that they put on the Game Pass. And I already said you already know. Number two on the most anticipated or favorite games for me uh, is pretty straightforward. I threw, I wanted to throw a wild card in here and that's what this is. I'm throwing uh back for blood in the mix as my number two. Looks super arcadey. Looks fun. You're blowing the, looks like you're like blowing up zombies, shooting zombies, doing all of that kind of stuff. I'm down. I, I, I feel like that's a game that I would like to play. Shit. I'd like to play it right now. Um, coming soon. Looks cool. Looks fun. And that's all it is to me. That's my number two back for blood. Most anticipated game. What my top game for the show is. It's the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever they end up calling it. Apparently, like I said, they're not going to release the name of or the subtitle for Legend of the Zelda yet. Legend of the Zelda. (laughs) I'm hilarious. A lot of the same things that made the Breath of the Wild the initial game so great they bring back in this they've got all of the same mechanics the enemies the and every single clip i was watching a a breakdown of the trailer every single clip in this preview in this trailer was just another aspect of the new game and i think there are going to be some pretty significant ties to not only the original breath of the wild game but Skyward Sword. And for this this reason and more, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is my most anticipated game from E3 2021. Number one, the final selection, the best game that I'm most anticipated to want to play is Halo Infinite, man. Sorry, had to do it. Had to throw Halo Infinite in there just because of nostalgia, the countless hours that I've put into Halo over the years uh, and that countless hours I'm going to put into Halo Infinite and the multiplayer and, and the campaign, depending on on how well that is. I love that they dropped some some multiplayer footage. Uh, I, I think that was genius. It looks absolutely stunning. They didn't give a lot of details, though, on what your or what the full game is going to allow you to do as far as uh, options with you know your weapons your armor blah 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 and we we don't even know like how many how many levels are going to be available how many maps are going to be available for multiplayer is it five is it ten how many different modes are you are they going to do uh we don't know all of those details yet it's still slated for holiday of 2021 which is super exciting to me but the multiplayer is awesome. That's my number one. I am so stoked for this game. And there's, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of other games that I am stoked for. This list is one that I was like, what given my position today and seeing all of this stuff, what would I, what would I actually play today? This is the list of games that I would play today. If they were all available, uh, flight sim is five. Redfall is four. Zelda is three contending with two. Uh, number two is Back for Blood. Number one, Halo Infinite. That's my top five favorite list. We're gonna jump over to Dustin. Dustin found a good list. I, I was gonna go in and and dive. I will uh, let him talk to you about some of the games that were missing 
in this year's E3 2021. And uh, yeah, let's listen to what Dustin has to say. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, it's me again. Welcome. Welcome back to my side of this podcast. Jeez. Jeez, Anthony, you ever going to give me a chance to talk over here? Uh, This is going to be my list for my top five missed games. And I'm not going to say what my number one top missed game is yet, uh, but but I'll get there. Uh, Spoiler alert. It it rhymes with. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. So there were a lot of things that people said were missing. And I was like, what even is missing from. uh, So I looked up online. There's a article by Game Rant that said the top 15 big missing games. And looking over it, I'm, I was like, yeah, yeah. Why wasn't that there? So my number five for my top five missing games is a game called Avowed. Now, it was shown off. God, was it E3 last year? Well, E3 didn't have an E3 last year. But was it was it during the showcases that happened during the summer where E3 should have taken place? Or was it Gamescom? Anyway, it was by Obsidian Studios. Called, uh, it's called Avowed. And it must have been announced before the Bethesda acquisition by Microsoft. That's my number number five. Uh, I all, I thought it was so cool that Obsidian, makers of Las Las Vegas, uh, of Fallout New Vegas, the Bethesda IP, were making a game so similar and at least tone to Skyrim. But that was before Bethesda got shot up. Shot up, bought up. No one's hurt at Bethesda. (laughs) Oh, forgive me. Forgive me. So that was before Bethesda had been purchased by Microsoft. And so I thought it was kind of tongue in cheek, kind of funny that they were making this game that at least spiritually, that at least in tonally was so similar to Skyrim. But now that Bethesda has been bought up, it'll be interesting to see that, uh, Maybe Bethesda helps them out on this avowed game. I'd love to see see more of that. Uh, my number four missed game was a uh, was a little game called Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. I'm still not done with the first one, even though I do have a PlayStation Four. I know time and again I say I am an Xbox. I am a child of the Xbox. Uh, I worship at the altar of Phil Spencer. However, I do have a PlayStation Four. I do have Final Fantasy VII Remake. It is a wonderful game so far. I haven't beat it. I guess I'm not in a hurry because, you know, I know how it ends. I've I've played Final Fantasy VII before, so I know how this one goes. Uh, then we've got Beyond Good and Evil 2. So that one uh, will go into my number three spot. That one was announced, I want to say, at E3 2018. It might have been 2018, might have been 2019. But it was a few years ago now. And then the, the following year, we saw some some footage of, I don't know, it was like some movement, some gameplay of it. But where is this game gone? Why is it gone underground? Why is it gone dark? You might say perfect dark. Yeah. So perfect dark is another one that I was looking. I was hoping to learn a little bit more. And it's going to come in on my number two slot for my top five missed games of E3 2021. Uh, 
I loved Perfect Dark as a as a kid, as a youngster. My brother and I, we played GoldenEye. Oh, shit, I played GoldenEye with Anthony. That was back when we hooked four controllers up. Screen peeking was a real problem in the world of multiplayer gaming. But Perfect Dark came out after that. And if I remember correctly, it had pretty wonderful multiplayer as well. There was a sequel that I got on the Xbox 360 that was pretty objectively terrible. But, uh, yeah, they, they put that cinematic trailer out and I was hoping maybe to learn a little bit more at this E3, but unfortunately it did not make an appearance this time. And then my, my number one most missed game, the game that I wanted to see the most that we saw nothing about, uh, a little game. We got a nice little cinematic trailer, beautiful little fairy flying around a, a, a deep, deep voiced narrator talking about the wonders and uh, fantasies of the world as, as, and then a frog ate the fairy. Um, Of course I'm talking about fable. Uh, I was a big fan of fable when it originally came out. Uh, Fable two is one of my all time favorite games. Fable three, you know, they kind of, kind of stutter stepped a little bit. They kind of stumbled on that one, at least in, in my opinion. Uh, but Fable 2 was kind of the peak of that series as far as I know. I am excited. Fable is it is a game that it combines like these comedic storytelling plot beats along with really, really good role playing type aspects. Uh, it's like a hack and slash game. But at the same time, I remember in Fable 2, like you when you got knocked down you'd come back but you would have very visible scars across your body by so so by the end of the game you were this bright blue glowing scarred up uh, dr manhattan looking motherfucker uh but fable yeah i really wish i would have seen more of that at this conference and so fable is my number one missed game for e3 2021 so dustin pulled a great list if you guys did not hear uh, I couldn't agree with him more. Fable as his number one. And I was expecting to see Fable footage as well. I am stoked to see what direction they go with this. Fable was an absolutely incredible game. The ability to do so much and really weave your own story and build your own, really build your own story, build your own path uh, with the character and the story points and the NPC, just everything. It was an incredible game. I also uh, was very surprised that there wasn't any footage of that or anything new that came out this year. And one other notable thing, um, there was quite a few trailers. One sticks out to me uh, to talk about now, but there were several that they didn't give you anything really other than the teaser Starfield being one of them, which was out on the Microsoft and Bethesda showcase. And I was like, it's cool that you guys showed this, this, uh, cinema trailer no game pay play no details i i don't like that i i really don't i get it if they're going to do that for some of the other showcases but it's like you should have that would have been the opportunity to bring a dev on to talk not just about like they did we've been working on this for 30, 30 plus years and blah okay that's cool but talk to us about like when is it coming out what is what are you driving toward with this game? And uh, so Starfield was was one where, yes, it was featured, but they really didn't give us a lot, in my opinion. Fable, I wish they would have shown more. I wouldn't have expected that. 
I wouldn't have expected that, but thank you, Anthony. That was very, very kind <laughs> or insulting. Like I said, we're recording this separately, and then he's going to use his his editing magic, his audio magic that he does to put them put them together. He'll probably just put clown music over my entire entire podcast portion. Why would you do that? So before before I go, before we go, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, our overall opinion of E3 2021. And, and like I said, we talked on the phone. So we share a, a, a an opinion that's pretty close. And it was okay at best. Like overall, not really great. Even though there were hundreds of games that were showcased this season, or at least this season so far, it didn't feel like we got a lot of those big name games. Maybe there are some little indie darlings in there that are going to jump out at us and really just become our next big favorite game. But looking at this showcase at a whole or looking at this event as a whole, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase killed it. The Nintendo showcase did a pretty damn good job as well. But all of the other ones just kind of left you. Eh, you know, it was all it was all right. Uh, I'm looking forward to the PlayStation showcase whenever they they do that. I, I You know, I like to see what what we're up against. And uh, before I do go, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners that have have supported these shows, this E3 2021 coverage for the last week and a half, two weeks. Uh, the support, the uh, engagement on these episodes has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it, it makes it makes you want to do it again next year. And I know I talked about, you know, being burned out and I talked about uh, being at my wits end, staying up late and doing it. But it was a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot about the industry. I learned a lot about this hobby that you and I love so much. And I learned a lot about, you know, holding back a tear right now. Let me let me be frank. I learned a lot about myself and I, I had a good time. It was it was great to do this with Anthony and we're going to do it again uh, next year. But that's all I've got for my side of the podcast. So I'll see you. I'll see you guys in one of the next episodes. We got them all the time. Got five of them a week. Most of the time, unless we're doing something like this, then we we've got a back to back every day, every day. Come back and visit us, please. All right. That's that's it for me. Um, bye. All right, guys. So this is. Dustin and I's wrap up for E3 2021. We talked about showcases, the best, the worst. We talked about both of ours. Most anticipated games or favorite games that we got to see the top five from both of us there. We talked about some missing games and guys, that's pretty much it. I'm going to wrap this guy up. Uh, this is one of the first episodes as mentioned that we uh, kind of did our own recordings and we glued them together. So hopefully this came out well, if you guys enjoyed this podcast or any of our podcasts, please take a moment, hit the follow button on whatever podcast device that you're listening to check us out on Facebook and everywhere else. As Dustin just said, we thank you guys so much for tuning in to all of our E3 footage and all of the podcasts that you guys are listening to. It means the world to us. We've got a ton of content already available. If you guys haven't skimmed through the Culture Jack library on your podcasting platform, you can go back. There's tons of shows and podcasts available uh, where we're covering things 
that are anywhere from movies to new tech to future tech to future video games, old video games, and just so much more. There's hundreds of episodes available for you to, uh, for you guys right now. And we've got a bunch of really cool ideas, plans, um, and podcasts that are going to be coming out soon here on the Culture Jack podcast as well. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. I'm Anthony. Uh, Dustin was on this episode as well. We both thank you for uh, listening to the Culture Jack podcast. That's all we got for today. And until the next episode.